Good morning everyone, so this is the last weekend before we go into our two week masterclass into octagon combination, so really we have got a 10 week challenge essentially if you think of it that way, um, a lot of you will be listening to the, you, a lot of you will be gold members anyway, so you're going to be in both automatically, but for you silver members you can redo the masterclass, get back into the swing of things, daily radio. And then you've got and the transition into an eight week octagon challenge, which will help you is it's create so you do a quiz to start with and it'll tell you the path to do. So there's so much on that it's no one's gonna do everything. So you'll be able to pick your own path. But today's podcast before in that down this that the lot I'm gonna launch the information on Octagon on Monday or Tuesday. So you can all see what it's all about. Today you got seven very um thought-provoking life lessons from a man called Krishnamurti for you. Some of you might have been uh, aware of this guy through Be Water, my friend, the book about the, the Bruce Lee one, Shannon Lee, back when we did Strike and Soul. Um, but very complicated character with a lot of things that really m- mash your brain up. But these are seven simplified things he said, and I think they are uh, great things to think about. So the first one is, I love his quote, it is no measure of health to be well-adjusted to a profoundly sick society. Right? What do we think about that? How do we know if we live in a sick society? How do we find out? What's the measure? What's the measure of our health? What's the, what's our society's unfit for us at the moment? We're getting worse. Right? Our society is polluting. Our society is putting water into the rivers. Our society's got 24-7 media. Our society has got diet culture. Our society is very consumerism, right? Society is just all a mess, right? And it's hard to uh, get, in a sense, what he's saying. It's hard, you know. There's no point measuring yourself against that because that's a sick society. You don't wanna, and the same as Epictetus said, you don't wanna. If you've got sh- shaky grounds, you throw away anything you've built on those grounds. If the foundations of what you're building on isn't solid, then you can wipe it away. So, like a classic example of this is the. The foundations of Brexit were built on fraudulent foundations, like they were built on shaky ground. And when we found out that it was shaky ground and it was fraudulent, we still went on and carried on. Well, we've made a decision now. No, the decision should only be sound and should be you should stick to a decision if the foundations are right. The foundations were weak and sick, so we've kept going on from that foundation, um, and we're measuring from that which is sick. So we don't want to be measuring to this type of society. We don't want to be comparing ourselves to this because it's not exactly in the best place. So you want to not compare yourself to people losing 20 pounds in 10 days, they claim. You don't want to be comparing yourself to people always buying new things, flashing new cars and all that because that is not an indication of a healthy society. It's a society that's trying to one-up each other. It's a society always trying to look better impressions only appearances only as opposed to genuinely inwardly getting better so that's kind of a deep thing to think about that he told people not to do not to measure yourself against this society the ability number two the ability to observe without evaluating is the highest form of intelligence so this is kind of a modern spin on aristotle's one which is it is the mark of an un, is it is the mark of an educated mind to be able to entertain the thought without accepting it right so, make in a sense, can you look at your um, data from weight loss? Can you look at your app data, your calorie intake? Can you look at the facts of it without going, oh shit, that's terrible for me to do that. 
oh I'm amazing I'm, I'm the best this is what we mean by the two week masterclass being very scientific looking at the um, your data is to be able to look at your facts of your body and where you are right now and then go okay that's the fact and then that's it full stop there's nothing else afterwards so can you just entertain it look at it and go okay next up the next action is obvious it doesn't need to be filled with emotion or judgment if i look at myself if i were to get a full blood work test with the doctor and he said your iron levels are low and xyz the fact that the 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 next step is obvious from that it is to rectify that in whatever the way is recommended so if we look at ourselves and we go I put on 30 pounds in the last few years because I've just been uncontrollably eating and you think hey, it can't be the calories it's this and that but then you actually track your calories on the 14 day masterclass you're very honest with it you track you weigh yourself and you look at the facts and go yeah lot, lot, too many calories are consumed so the next step is obvious obvious you cut down on the calories consumed but if you're saying I'm not eating that much though. I don't know how I'm gaining weight. I don't know. How, I don't know. I'm not eating that much. I'm not. I, I swear I'm not snacking. I'm not doing it. I don't eat much when I go out. I don't drink much when I go out. When you say these things, you are not observing from like a state of non-evaluation. Basically, you are already defensive in your observation, and then you can't see the truth. So I like that one because it makes sense. Third one. The more you know yourself, the more clarity there is. Self-knowledge has no end. You don't come to an achievement. You don't come to a conclusion. It is an endless river. The more you know yourself, the more you realize how much of yourself is unknown, which is a deep and penetrating clarity into the human condition. Right? So self-knowledge is an infinite river. You can't know exactly who you are. The famous inscription in the Temple of Delphi, been there, quite cool, says, Know thyself. But you never know yourself fully, but you can always be knowing of yourself. And you have to do that moment to moment. It has to be in the moment. You catch things. You catch a sensation. You catch a sensation that leads into a thought, that leads into an emotion. You know, and you see that and you're like, ah, okay, I see. Um, tradition becomes our security. And when the mind is secure, it is in decay. So the fourth one. That's a, think about it. Tradition becomes our security, our own traditions. And when the mind is secure, it is it it is in decay, right? We got this in every sense of the word. We've got it in our culture, British culture, say Welsh culture, English culture. You've got it in religious traditions. You've got it in maybe Western versus Eastern. You've got it in traditions of the home of the family. You know, it's always been this way. We've got it in the traditions of well, Slim and World. This is the tradition of Slim and World since the sixties. This is what we do. And this is what we don't, we don't, we don't even want to inquire beyond this. This is tradition. This is what I do if I want to lose weight to go slimming world. You know, we're all in different types of traditions. But that is what is going to cause your mind to, to, to decay or to not even want to look and see the truth. Just narrows your vision, basically. Narrows you right in. Number five. If you begin to understand what you are without trying to change it, then what you are undergoes a transformation. So, think about that. That's kind of point three as well. So you need to look at yourself, like I was just explaining about the, the, the calories and the weight and stuff. You need to be able to look at yourself and 
just look at the fact without moving for a second you know where are you in your life now can you just look at that no wanting to change it or move it for now just looking at it right we never do this we're always thinking of what we should be all the time we're always thinking of what we should be and what we've been doing but we, we're very skewed in that sense because we're always wanting to change what we are so we're always creating an illusion of ourselves in the future like I want to be this marathon runner I want to be this super successful person at work I want to have this perfect relationship and we've got this, these, these illusionary states that we're always trying to chase and because we're we're creating two separate kind of the, the there's me now which I still don't know about because I'm not in the present moment day to day because I'm not observing myself day to day because I'm always thinking of the future and then there's the future me which is this illusion that we're trying to chase there's this conflict going on because there's two sides here we're stuck in the middle we're stuck in this time lapse thing and we're never really now and now can we just be now without wanting to change it for a bit can we just sit with yourself and accept it all right that's what it's saying and when you do that it's like a freedom to it as opposed to always thinking I should be better I should be doing something right now I should always be improving myself in all ways you never are here if you do that because you're always over there and over there doesn't exist well you never reach miss you never reach over there you know that's tomorrow over there whatever you want to call it never reach you never reach and life will just pass on by number six Die to everything of yesterday so that your mind is always fresh, always young, innocent, full of vigour and passion. Yeah. People get too comfortable, right? Attached to tradition, cling to safety and security of what they know. Lose sight of the fresh. They fall into dogmatism. So dying of everything yesterday. Think about it. Like, that is living now, basically. It's living today. Today, you know, um, Bruce Lee talked about this, Adam Moss talked about this, a lot of people have spoken about the Buddha. Can you forget about yesterday in a sense? Do you do, could you, if you wanted to? Like, if I dropped you off in a different country now, so you had no no ties to your family, friends, nothing, just dropped you in a completely different country, maybe in Asia or whatever, and you'd start over, you had a new name. Just do this as a thought experiment. You had a new name, everything. Nobody knew who you were. You had to shave your hair off as well. Just for, Bands. <laughs> you'd be well who, who are you you'd have to die of yesterday because no one's going to know who you are you're starting afresh and I feel like we get trapped with who we are who we, who we were before who, who what, what people tell us we are or who we think we should be which is a past which is us trying to look into its illusionary future but we're always thinking of the past as well so we're always thinking of what we should be or who who we once were you know, oh, that person thinks it, I'm like this, you know, like even school, when you think of stuff now, you think of people, what will people from school think? Even if you're in your 30s, 40s, this is how much it grips you, this yesterday grips you and anchors you down. Oh, my, but my parents don't know this and that. We're not, we're not, we're not willing to free ourselves and, you know, fly like a bird. Just because yesterday's holding you down in chains. And last one. Freedom and love go together. Love is not a reaction. If I love you because you love me, that is merely a trade, a thing to be bought in the market. It is not love. To love is not to ask anything in return, not even to feel that you are given something. And it is only such love that we can know freedom. Right? 
So true love must be free. The problem is most of us are conditioned to treat love as an ownership-based way. Love becomes a product that we consume. It becomes a trade. But true love is a relationship-based, not ownership-based. It's, it's, it's not a product. It's a way of being. The less we cling to love, the more we realize that we never owned it in the first place. It was never a thing that we could be owned. It could only have been ever been free. Or was never love at all. What's think about that? Well, those are seven things to think about. I think they're like a bit of left field things, a bit of like different things to think about over the weekend, maybe, I don't know, maybe not, <laughs> ignore it. Um, but I think they're quite good thought experiments to think about. I think one of the main ones is like the, the measure, what are we measuring our health by, you know, this fake lifestyle people are going for on Instagram. Um, are we able to observe our own selves and our, our behaviors moment to moment without any sort of um, movement from that? So we're just being able to hold two different, being able to stay in the middle and just look around, you know, without going one side, hating ourselves or loving, whatever, just stand in the middle. Know when yourself happens moment to moment. You, you, you only understand yourself when you are there and presently seeing how things arise, thoughts, feelings, sensations, emotions, you're there, present. That's the only thing you can do when you can view yourself in the moment. That's how you know yourself. You can't do it otherwise. You can't look back because memory's, memory's terrible. You know, so we have to be in the moment. And then are you stick? Are you holding on to some traditions? Are you holding on to old diet, dieting phrases, dieting club advice? Are you holding on to some old advice you've been given? Did you do a diet twenty five years ago that you know cabbage diet? You lost weight. Are you holding on to some tradition that uh, is holding you back? Really, is it like locking you in? Um, and can you just sit with yourself for one day and not want to change anything about yourself and just look at yourself without judging yourself? Let me know what that. Let me know what happens. When you do that, but have a good weekend. Wales are playing England this weekend, so you know, big weekend rugby. Hopefully, we win, but I think Wales are going to get smashed. Um, but yeah, next week's a big week, so please tune in on Monday morning radio. All everyone's welcome to the two week masterclass. It's a nice way to kick things back in, and uh, see you on Monday.